Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, uh, with, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. My name is Eric Wicklin, and I'm the Technology and Innovations Editor here at Health Leaders. Today, we're talking with Melissa Topp, Executive Director of Care Management for the Providence Health Plan, which recently concluded an eight-week food as medicine pilot involving more than 100 members who identified as food insecure. We'll talk about some of the results from this program, take a look at the challenges in setting it up, and get an idea of where these types of programs are going to go in the future. Uh, Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks very much for joining. I'm going to get right into this because uh, food and medicine, it's a very interesting idea uh, that, that's coming out of this whole social determinants of health uh, strategy. Um, so you've got you've had this program. How do you see a program like this, like food as medicine, improving clinical outcomes? Yes, food as medicine or food as medicine can be interchanged. Mm-hmm. Improving clinical outcomes for Providence Health Plan care management members um, is a key initiative of ours as we strive to meet gaps in care, social determinants of health. Food is basic, yet it is quite complex to deliver on for members that are food insecure. When members do not have enough to eat, there are several factors that can lead to health measures that are not um, as expected. They're not able to access the um, the care that they need because they're worried about food. Um, also with chronic conditions, diet is extremely important to manage and maintain chronic condition um, stability. So food, as basic as it may sound, is a very complex and critical component of healthcare. Yeah, it's kind of a new idea that's come up over the last few years as well. So- and as I said before, social determinants of health, the idea that there's so many factors out there that can affect health that we normally might not uh, think about in, in clinical settings. Is, yes. Is this the first time you've, 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 you've tried out a program like this? Uh, well, we've tried a few programs, but this is the first time we've been really direct in, do you need food? We've had interventions where food is part of a benefit. We've had interventions where we direct members to food resources within the community, which are helpful. The community is full of food options. However, for people with a medically tailored need or food that is supporting their chronic condition, there isn't a targeted approach. So there are initiatives out there. This was specific to target members who who simply said, I need food. I, I don't have enough food. So how did you get this one up and running? What were the biggest challenges to getting it going? Yeah, for Providence Health Plan to get this up and running, uh, logistics were our biggest challenge. We're an insurance company for health or health care. So uh, to partner with like-minded folks with a vision to support members or the community with uh, medically tailored or healthy food options, was our biggest challenge. Additionally, we provided three tiers of food delivery because we wanted to provide choice, dignity and choice in choosing what you eat, how you get your food, how you prepare your food became really clear uh, to to engaging the membership. So um, the logistics of providing food to our members in three different tiers, whether they shop for themselves at a grocery store 
we deliver them a, a food box with recipes or we deliver them a prepared meal. We had to partner with uh, a, a like-minded, you know, um, community member or grocery delivery service that could help us deliver on the uh, intervention. Was it difficult finding those partnerships? There are a lot of there are a lot of partners out there that want to help. They understand the need, but to find the exact right partner for Providence Health Plan did take some did take some interviewing. We reviewed uh, a few different vendors that had come forward and partners, and when we ended up choosing our partner, it was based on their ability to deliver the three tiers, as well as deliver the level of service with the mission, vision, and values of what this intervention meant to us. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of offers out there to help, but to find the partner for us uh, did take a bit of uh, intervention and uh, interviewing. And and how did you select, or how were the patients, the, the members, selected for this program? For this intervention, we selected our members of Providence Health Plan by asking them a simple question. Hmm. Do you need food, or do you have enough food? We selected these members through a couple different mechanisms. First of all, we asked them real time. We conduct outreach and we provide care management services for our members every day, Monday through Friday. So we were able to ask them this question. We've been asking this question for years. We didn't spin this question up just for this pilot. We've been asking this question for years. Additionally, we went into uh, when a member as a patient asked or had a conversation with their doctor and they also said, I need food or they were asked, I need food. Doctors can code that in a certain way that comes over to the health plan. We went and found those members as well. And then finally, we accepted referrals. A community partner, provider, or other referred, or the member themselves referred themselves into the program. The biggest um, benefit of this intervention was the real-time questions when we asked them, do you need food? And we were able to turn around within the week and provide food. That that drove the intervention to success. It also drove trust in the healthcare space. We asked them a question. They told us they had a need, and we were able to respond. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you feel that, that uh, people are generally hesitant to discuss these types of things? There is stigma in the community. Um, as we know, there is food insecurity much more prominent than we would imagine. Uh, mm -hmm. for our community, and it doesn't just touch one population. We often think our Medicare population or our Medicaid population. Our intervention found that 20% of our intervention actually supported commercially insured members or people of the community. That's people working a full-time job or a part-time job with an employer. So it is difficult for people to come forward and talk about things that they're not able to achieve where society might say, well, you should be able to achieve that. You should have that. So in order to make that a safe question with a safe answer, it was part of our uh, general questionnaire on health. Um, Providence launched a health for all initiative. And in care management, we've been asking questions about dental care, food, transportation, physical health, behavioral health. So for us, this just really weaved in nicely asking a whole bunch of questions about their health 
not not focusing on one question that might provide um, discomfort, mm-hmm. and then being able to provide interventions. Yeah. Now, as a, a you're, you're getting all this data coming in, and this this uh, pilot program is has been concluded now, right? You're you're done with the eight week pilot. Um, what kind of results did you get out of it that, that, that really point to this being an effective way of, of addressing uh, care management? Yes, our, uh, our first pilot has concluded. We are going to launch a second pilot. So Providence Health Fund Care Management plans to do that in the next couple of months with learnings. And some of those learnings and outcomes that we were able to um, gather were, first of all, as I had mentioned, it's not just a single population. Food insecurity touches everyone. Uh, Medicare, Medicaid, commercial, all different geograph, uh, geographic locations. Uh, we also found that uh, we were able to increase the nutrition using the USDA food survey across all, all areas of nutrition, meaning vegetables, fruits, whole grains, high fats, sugary, uh, um, foods, we were able to increase those across the board in this eight-week intervention. The other key piece to the intervention that Providence Health Plan provided was ensuring we had sustainability. What happens after eight weeks? So as we delivered this food weekly, we also asked a questionnaire each week of the members that participated. Within that, we were able to identify other barriers to care, transportation, other finances, um, other social determinants, and close some of those gaps. We were successful in closing over 20 gaps for members that participated. We were also successful in connecting members who met criteria for benefits, such as SNAP, WIC, connecting them to those benefits. Because just the knowledge to find that information to sign up, not everybody has that. Not everybody has access to online portals to just go sign up. Another great learning, which I found to be one of the most surprising, yet yet maybe not surprising, was our third leading chronic condition that affected the membership we enrolled was dental needs, oral health. So diabetes, heart failure, we saw that um, pretty, pretty expected, but the third, uh, the third leading condition, oral health. That's key to understand your membership and the folks that we are delivering food for. Again, food can't be one size fits all. Consistency of food, ability to prepare the food. Not everybody has a microwave. Some of our community members are living in a hotel or living in a shared living arrangement. Um, Dexterity, can you prepare the food? Can you open up the prepared meal um, cellophane over the top or is your dexterity compromised? All of that is important. But that third, uh, that third leading condition of oral health, that was huge. We need to make sure we're delivering food that folks want or they have the ability to go pick their food out using a food-based gift card to buy foods that are not only nutritious, but align with their culture, align with their preferences, align with their, their tastes. It is interesting that you can go into this with one idea. Uh, you're focused on one one avenue of, of care, and then just things open up, and you can see so many other ways that this can work 
or, or did some results you didn't expect. And that was that was going to be my next question is it were these surprising? Were these results surprising or was there something in there that you didn't expect to see that, that you saw? But they were surprising. I think mm-hmm. some of it we definitely expected to see. We know that food is needed. Um, I started off when we started our conversation, I said, we asked a simple question, do you need food? As we moved through this project, we realized there's a second part of that question, which was, do you need food to be healthier? So as we look at the chronic conditions that uh, you know surfaced, that wasn't a part of our identification. We didn't say, we're going to find members with diabetes and ask them if they want food. We're not gonna find members with a chronic condition of chronic kidney disease and ask them if they want food. We're going to ask the more simple question, do you want food or do you need food? And these other things manifested within that. Um, So that was surprising. I would also um, just remind my team, my staff, those of us that did this intervention, that when you ask all the questions about somebody's health, not just a physical health, or a, or a behavioral health, or a social health, you gain so much more insight into that member that you can connect those dots. They will, build, they will start to trust you because you're able to address needs they didn't even know they needed to ask for. So I think those have been some great learnings and some, some surprises that we've, that we've run into, uh, just that food and uh, chronic conditions, we hear it all the time. From the member perspective, they truly do. They truly do align to be healthier. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and you, we had mentioned that you know, the idea of diet for diabetes care and chronic kidney disease and so, so many of the other uh, conditions where where it's yeah. important to have a good diet. How about you know it's one aspect of this and something we're seeing everywhere right now is behavioral health concerns, mental health concerns, health and wellness. Uh, do you see a program like this? having an impact on behavioral health. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anxiety around being able to eat. Uh, Depression around not being able to provide. Those are two mental health conditions that can be uh, intervened on by providing a family or a member or a community person with food. Additionally, the stigma around mental health in combination with the stigma around needing food, it it can be a double whammy for folks. So when you are able to address one with caring, consideration, dignity, you get to choose your food, tell us what you need, that builds trust in the healthcare environment in general. Another, uh, an um, an early outcome that we've seen is connection to healthcare outside of our intervention. We've been able to see our members that we intervened with that did not have a lot of utilization with their primary care provider engage with healthcare. So building trust through these interventions, you have a healthcare entity, a care management, a care manager at Providence Health Fund asking a question and actually responding with an intervention that the member can grab onto. This this builds trust in the healthcare ecosystem across the board. So that's a great way for not only our physical health uh, members with a physical health need, but also members with a behavioral health need to start seeing a provider, primary care provider, uh, behavioral health provider, 
to help with some of those behavioral health conditions that can certainly be exacerbated by lack of food or lack of social social um, needs being met. Yeah. Um, do you see buy-in from the provider community for these types of programs? Are they interested in, in being part of this? Absolutely. Absolutely across the board, we see buy-in from the provider community. Everybody, well, I probably shouldn't speak for everybody. A lot of folks agree, a lot of people, a lot of professionals, health professionals agree food is or food as medicine is key. When a patient has to think about food first, medication is second. Making that doctor appointment is third. Transportation to that doctor appointment is fourth. So absolutely, this is uh, well-received and buy-in across the board is, is pretty easy. The logistics, as I mentioned before, are some of the challenges. And when we can be a pioneer in making those logistics less burdensome, then we really have a great partnership that's developing within the community and our provider and our providers. Nice. Yeah. Now, you have mentioned uh, you're going into another phase. Uh, what were the lessons learned from the first phase that you're applying to yeah. this next phase? Lessons learned uh, in the first phase that we're going to apply to the second phase um, include some easing of the burden of the logistics, uh, taking a look at the interventions we provided and where did we have great successes and where could we either uh, retool the delivery of the food or the type of food choices that we provided. We got great feedback from our members as part of the satisfaction survey we conducted on a routine basis. We also are wanting to expand the geography. So in our initial pilot, we did have some constraints on geography just to ensure that our, uh, our logistics of delivering the food could be met. And then also with the, with the role, I'm sorry, with the outcomes of our conditions, our chronic conditions that we identified, um, including that dental, the dental care, oral health care, we're going to make sure that we are providing uh, additional um, what, what's my word? Sorry, I just lost my word. We're going to make sure that we are providing additional options to 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 meet all the needs of not necessarily the nutrition, but ability to prepare, ability to chew the food, ability to um, open the packages. Those are some lessons learned. Nice. Yeah. And how do you see a program like this evolving even further beyond beyond the second phase? Yeah, I um, this has been a vision of Providence Care Management for a while to provide this as an intervention um, to a care management goal. So when we have a, a an RN or a behavioral health case manager ask our members questions, we do that and then we create a care plan. So care plans exist across the continuum of healthcare, whether you're seeing a specialist, whether you're seeing a primary care provider, if you're seeing a community, non-traditional healthcare worker as well, these care plans drive the member's treatment or their care through their goals. So as we expand this intervention to become more of a norm of an offering, and less of an exceptional intervention or something that's more difficult to obtain, then I do see that this will become a part of, it'll become a part of your healthcare. 
you mentioned uh, you know, other uh, social determinants of health, other services, uh, transportation, uh, well, dental, healthcare, and you know yeah. what what other services might go into this care plan into the future. Yeah, there are transportation is a great one um, for a service or social determinant of health that would go into this this type of care planning for the future. Some of these items have benefits within the healthcare industry today, and some of them don't. So, for example, food is a benefit in some of the health plan benefits that are rolled out by many carriers, transportation as well. But what we're seeing is the gaps that are left behind in those areas as an intervention to the care planning. So um, transportation is one. Housing, as we know, is highly needed um, across many communities, especially here in the Portland area. That is also an area to look at for social determinant support care plan intervention. Um, using non-traditional health care or non-health care partners, like for us, a grocery delivery or a food delivery, um, bringing those folks into health care, into the health space. Um, that's going to be key as we provide this across uh, the continuum of health care or, you know, social health, community care. Yeah, it certainly uh, redefines healthcare, and that, that we're bringing in more more ways to address uh, different aspects of health and care, or or health and wellness. This has been fascinating. Yes, um, well, thank you very much for, for 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 talking to us today about this program. It's uh, it's it's certainly uh, an innovative way uh, to address uh, those gaps in care that are really affecting uh, health and wellness. Yeah, Eric, thank you for having me. I appreciate being able to speak on the topic. We are very passionate about this um, here at Providence Health Plan. Certainly. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We will be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.